Welcome to the Coffee's Camera and Content Podcast, podcast dedicated towards all things cameras, technology, influencer economy, and so much more. My name is Marcus Bisbal. I'll be your host. And um, today we're going to be discussing the long conversation of quality versus quantity. Before the YouTube and internet era, we just had TVs. And uh, when we had TVs, the marketing was done with commercials and print material, specifically magazines. And you tune into a channel and you see a really good ad and it kind of sticks with you. It resonates and it's like, oh, I got to get that. When the internet was introduced, you could hop on the website, learn more about it. And that was before the YouTube reviews were a thing and magazines were starting to switch more towards internet-based stuff. It was a wild era. However, during that era, there was never a shortage of videos And what I mean by that is low-budget catered content. Because back then, we had FunnyOrDie.com, E-Bombs World, Break.com, College Humor, many other sites that were just terribly home-shot videos. And it was kind of like the birth of what content is right now. People doing like really low-budget skits, getting humor out there, all kinds of different stuff. So all those sites once rose to prominence during the internet culture era, and yet again, super low budget, and uh, not using really filmmaking techniques, because all this technology is relatively new. You know, you go buy a $35, $25, camera nowadays, and the image quality you're going to get out of it is absolutely beautiful. Back then, you'd buy like a whole kit for like a thousand bucks, and uh, it would not be the best quality <laughs> at all. And a lot of those people that were making that stuff were probably borrowing gear from different college campuses, schools, before they could buy their own stuff. During this era, Apple always had done excellent video marketing, and that's, even now they do it, but even during the commercial era, I can tell you right now that when I turn on the TV and a commercial came on and it's a black silhouette with wired earbuds dancing, I I knew it was about to be a really good commercial and the song was going to be amazing, And I tried to figure out where I can get that song, whether it's on iTunes or if I'm going to go buy the CD, because back then we used to buy CDs. And when we take Apple's marketing and branding and look at other commercials of the era, we had other companies that were then creating commercials. And instead of focusing so much on branding and how high quality it was, it was more so like, okay, three different types of commercials spit out all different kinds of slots. None of those commercials were really actually catchy. None of them really gained traction. And uh, some of them were off brand and they just didn't really help. And the reason we live in 2024 and I remember the iPod commercial is because Apple always focuses on quality, 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 quality. Other brands focused on quantity, hoping that if they were in front of you enough, you would become familiar. And they didn't even think that maybe you would be annoying them or frustrating them with not so great branding or marketing. And what would happen is a negative connotation would be attached to their product. And then they'd never really make it to the full reins like another company like Apple. And to be very blunt, that's what's happening in today's world. If we remove, right, like the TV commercial era and move it to today, pretty much YouTube is a scaled down version of cable distribution because back then, you know, you have a cable box, you flip through the channels and there was a set amount of channels that were there. There were people that owned those broadcasting channels and stations and there was only a limited amount of time for things to go. There were time slots that needed to be filled. Everything's moved to being more on demand. We have Netflix, Hulu, YouTube. YouTube is really like 
the entry level stuff where there are some creators that are entry level, but there's also some massive creators that are doing it bigger than some of these production companies like Mr. Beast. I mean, it's wild. Uh, Mr. Beast is like the epitome and pinnacle of like reality television or like the old ninja courses that we used to watch. So in 2024, everyone wants to make content and some people should, some people shouldn't, and I'm not here to decide that. But what I will say is that if you're stepping into the world of content creation now and not five, 10 years ago, quality should be the number one thing that you focus on. Making quality content takes a little bit more planning, a little bit more of an eye and a little bit more experience. And I understand that if you're just starting out and you've never picked up a camera before, understand that you're not going to like immediately knock it out of the park. It took me years before I could actually put together a good image, a good edit, all these other things. And it's it's a learning process, right? And it's intertwined with the whole human experience. But shot planning is going to be important, specifically when it's coming to things like, you know, a review or any type of content that's going to have B-roll or a cinematic vlog. And I say this as someone who's worked with a lot of different smaller brands that, that really put a preface on quality up front. And then when things became too expensive or they became too impatient, they started to like focus on on quantity. And all of a sudden that quality takes a hit because they are taking good long form content, but then chopping it up with AI and doing these other things. And it might not be the best, but it's it's just a production cycle that allows them to kick out content at an accelerated pace. Well, they've paid for it with reach. And uh, when they started to do chopping up and try to get things out fast, the reach diminished, and then um, they moved into boosting posts, and that's a dangerous game for smaller brands. If you're boosting quantity-focused content, you're not going to get the return you want because you're just throwing it into an assembly line and kicking it out, and there's not much thought process behind it. Now, when you boost quality content, it's going to provide you with what you were looking for, and that is going to be that more expanded reach, that more engagement, more subs, more followers. Let's be real for a second here. When when people make a video, they're not looking to create a video. They want the video to do something very specific for them. And that's going to be gaining new reach, gaining new followers, gaining more return on investment, meaning that they spend money on this video and all of a sudden more people are coming to their website and then buying their business. And that's really what they're looking for. It's the result. And when you're doing freelance work and working with clients, you have to explain that just one high quality video is not going to fit the bill for what they're looking for because the commercial era is done. We're not all looking at cable boxes, looking at the same channels with these very specified outlets. We have full reign out here with social media, with YouTube, with content to have it put to so many more eyes, but even more so within the specific niche that needs to see it. So what they need is an actionable plan that they can then scale and churn out more higher quality content as opposed to quantity content to put that preface with their brand. Because the moment that they start chopping stuff down or doing phone edits, assuming that we're not like on Instagram, right? And these are like the personal videos that some of these companies post, but we're actually trying to garner engagement and pull people in. They're going to need something that fits within their budget. And realistically, you can get a couple good videos out of $2,500 to $3,000 nowadays, which is obscene when you think about it, that 10 years ago, what you can do with that $3,500 would have costed you closer to fifty dollars to $60,000. 
But yet again, we're also looking at deliverables and editing is a massive part of that. Now, if you're creating content, you do it for yourself. You don't have to worry about cost of production because you're not paying anyone to come in and do it. You're going to be doing it yourself. And we are at a turning point where higher quality content is about to be more in demand and AI will start to close that gap for some people. But once Sora is available to the public, it'll be something that anyone can do. And if you hold the skill sets to shoot real life and not some swag shot from an AI produced thing that's going to have to be disclosed as being AI, you're going to become far more desired on the plane of content and even more so desired from the freelance perspective on how to do it because it's real life, it's authentic, it's genuine, it's not computer made. And even more so, the equipment has come down in costs by a large amount of money. So you may not be able to get a giant techno crane car, but that's okay because you can get the MoveMax Razor Arm, hook your DJI RS3 up to it with a transmitter pack, your A7S3 with a lens on top of it and the focus motor mount. And now all of a sudden you can pull focus from the car, track, do everything you need. Someone's driving, you're in the passenger seat. You may not be able to rent out a regular techno crane, but you can do slider shots and you also can do very well thought out gimbal shots. Quality is going to be paramount moving forward. YouTube in specific is entertainment and education and smaller creators have a platform to show it and it's going to keep growing. Quality is going to keep getting better. The technology is going to keep shrinking down. Niches will become more refined and there will be standouts within each specified niche. And that's going to be what you have to focus on. What kind of content do you want to create? And then what are you willing to throw into the production? Now, Instagramming TikTok is going to be the fast food of content while YouTube remains the roof's Chris. If you want to create content, make it quality, and then ramp up the quantity in a scalable process to your quality. Do not, do not break on this because quality is going to be what leads things into the future. We are now at that tipping point where Gen Z has matured enough where they want more curated, more quality content while it remains authentic and genuine. So if I can give you any game plan moving forward, it's truly look at what kind of content you want to create, understand how you're going to create it, and understand that AI shots may be good for B-roll, which is cool. And at some point there are going to be like AI avatars, but me personally, I don't want to just watch a video. If I know that it's AI talking to me and someone just prompted a machine to talk, I'm not going to want to see it. And I want it disclosed to me up front because even if I can't tell the difference, the moment that I do know it, I, I, I just, I don't want it. And there are going to be people that are like, well, if you can't distinguish between the two, what does it matter? And it's if you're a sneakerhead and people are talking about fake Jordans, man, and they're like, oh, fake Jordans and real Jordans, there's no real difference. You're going to become offended if you're looking at a Sony camera or comparing it to a knockoff camera, right? Like a lower end, something that was kind of put together. Um, a lot of the manufacturers are really good. I'm sure that there is some. I don't know if there are knockoff cameras, right? Because Canon, Lumix. Sony, Leica, Hasselblad, all these make all these companies make premium cameras. But if there were a knockoff brand for a Sony as to like what a knockoff to an Air Jordan would be, that's 
think of it and consider it like that kind of same thing, right? When I buy cases, I either want them to be Pelican or I want them to be Nanook. And if it's neither of those, I don't really want the case because I've had bad experiences with things kind of breaking down in a latch snapping while I'm out on a shoot and I'm never going to do it again. The Amazon basic cases aren't for me. I'll say that. The fact of the matter is, is like we are hitting that point where AI is getting better and better. And um, the only way to distinguish yourself is by making incredibly genuine and, in my opinion, high quality content. And I know everyone's saying, oh, the anti-editing movement, but I don't really believe that. I think that's one guy that like is interesting and like talked about interesting things and he did the best he could with his editing. And now like it's a thing. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's a whole bandwagon hopping on top of it. And, you know, yet again, I have my own beast with all the uh, channels on how to create content and trends and like how one person blows up doing like one thing and then they tell you how to do it. All of a sudden, there's a ton of copycat styles that are like, well, I'm going to do it that same way. Don't do that. You know, yet again, being genuine and authentic is going to be the most important part. Create content how you want to create content. Don't listen to somebody that tells you, you know, like there's a blueprint. There's not a blueprint to quality content. The only thing I can say is like, refine your lighting, make sure that your camera is good, make sure that your audio is absolutely crystal clear. Those are the main things, right? For your B-roll, if you're going to like shoot your own B-roll, be sure that it's smooth, it's beautiful and color graded properly. That's about as much of a process as I can give you. I mean, realistically, I don't I don't have a process for you to follow. I, I started making this content the way I wanted to make content. And suddenly, like, I'm starting to gain a little bit of traction. Like, this channel, I think, is, like, a little over a month old. And we're at 150 subs, which is insane. Because I worked on a real estate channel for myself where I uploaded far more videos. And I only gained, like, 15 subs. And the content wasn't genuine or authentic. It wasn't something that I was truly passionate about. And I think that that's where you're going to get caught in a trap. If you start listening to other people, you're going to try to bend that mechanism towards something that you think you want to do because you haven't figured out what you want to do yet. And unfortunately, the path of content creation is the path of, of the human experience, just like anything else. Everyone's focusing on AI and instant gratification. And truth be told, none of those things yield anything truly amazing or truly something to gaze upon. Going through processes time and time again, stomaching the failure, coming out better each time, learning little bit by little bit, accepting the humility that comes with it, being humbled, asking people for help. These are the things that really make a professional. If you want to be a professional or like full-time content creator, you're going to have to go through these things. And of course, you can create AI content, I'm sure, when it comes out and you can scan your avatar in and do that, but it's not going to have the same appeal. I don't think a machine can truly create something that is human by nature. It can copy, it can mimic, but it's not going to be you. And I think that's something very important to say ushering into this new era. And uh, on the next podcast, hoping for the next podcast, I'm going to have a guest. Uh, he's a gentleman out of New Jersey. Uh, talked to him a long time ago. He's a content creator, really focuses on the gym niche. And um, really excited to have him on. We're going to be talking about AI Sora and or AI, open AI Sora model and all those other things. And, you know, should you be worried? What? What do you think the actual outcome is going to be? Various other things. But um, anyways, if you got anything out of this video, please understand that like 
being authentic, being genuine, and honing in on your own version of quality is going to be the most important. So thanks for stepping in on this coffee break. I'll see you next time at the coffee table.